Um, at the start of this year, the start of, I think it was the start of this year, maybe the start of last year as well, one of the things that I'll often do is just pray and seek God for what's he got for the year ahead. And uh, one of the things that was very clear was that uh, we would, you know, Jesus said, my house will be known as a house of prayer and that um, we would be known as a, as a house and this house would be known as a house where the presence of God resides and lives and dwells. And, uh, you know, Philippians 3.8 says this, I'll just read it, but it says, um, Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And one Johnny says, um, this is what overcame the world, our faith. Right? And so our faith in Christ, our faith in what he wants to do here in this region and you know, I was pondering this during the week and a sermons can be a tool that God uses, uh, a meeting, a church service, a prayer meeting, a worship set, a youth group, a children's ministry. All of these things are good tools that God can use to change lives. Home groups, all of those things, we need them. But ultimately, the presence of God is what we want in all of those things. Because if we don't have the presence of God, it's just religion. It's, it's, it's something without the power of God behind it. It is a performance. It is a whatever. So, but with the presence of God, that's what the breath of God that breathes on something. And so at the start of the year, um, there's a revival that's taking place in North Georgia, the North Georgian revival. Has anyone heard of what's happening in North Georgia? Kim has. This guy called um, Todd Smith. And he, I had the privilege of just, we had a Zoom call with him a couple of, oh, three, four years ago now. And he talked about how they, he was burnt out Baptist pastor and he was pretty, pretty tired. And, and God spoke to him really clearly not to quit. And he had this, they had this Bible college where they had 40 students. And one meeting, the presence of God just came into the room and everyone hit the deck right and it, it wasn't like some felt the presence of God it was like everyone in the room knew Jesus had walked into the room and he was like oh this is it revival's going to break out in my church next week and and nothing and so for the next nine months they had good meetings and he said people got saved people got healed but it was it was just like okay that was good and he's like, what was that all about, those nine months, that, that meeting way back nine months ago? And God took him to a verse, I think it's in Mark 11, and he talks about where Jesus comes into the temple and it says he perceives, he looks around and he perceives that it was late and then he leaves. It's a really obscure verse. And throughout the history of God, God will always go into a land and survey the land and see, where he, see what he can 
conquer or take back from the enemy. You know, with the story of the two spies that go into the land. And so he was talking about how um, Jesus comes into the temple to survey the temple. And obviously we know the next verse, he flips the tables, cracks the whip. says, my house will be a house of prayer, not a den of robbers, right? And God began to speak to him about how he believed that God was, was testing his church in, in his people, that he came into the sanctuary and he was like, I want to see if you will hunger and thirst for my righteousness, in, not just in little bits. I want to see if I can come and make my dwelling place. It's awesome that you talk from John 14 because that's what he says. He says I, when he says, I want to come and make my home inside of people. I want to come and make my resting place, my, my kingdom. My, the word is actually mansion. I want to come and reside inside of humanity, in people, and in churches, and in sanctuaries, right? And so he comes into the room in Todd Smith's church. I can't remember what the church is called. And uh, he comes in. They're nothing for nine months. And what they did for nine months, they had, a, they had five nights of prayer, Five nights of prayer where they said, we're going to seek his face with no agenda. We're not going to have an agenda. We're not going to come with our toilet paper roll of list of things that needs to be done, which is not wrong, but we're not going to come with that. We're going to come and because Jesus said, I only do what I see the father doing. I only say what I see the father saying. I, I think, and I've been guilty of this. I think a lot of the time we try and we go, we get a snippet of God and what, and we're like, Oh, we see something in a church that we really like, and we're like, how do we how do we bring that into our church? Where Jesus actually is saying, I want you only to do what I'm doing and say what I'm saying. Don't incorporate me in. Be everything about what I'm doing. You see the difference? And so they did this for nine months, and they had good meetings. They had all this stuff, but after nine months, some he had a vision of a baptismal tank and fire on top of the baptismal tank. I think they've seen over 22,000 people now baptised in that baptismal tank in three or four years. And I'm ta- they, I think he said they've seen everything apart from dead raising has happened in that tank. So blind eyes, lame, lame people walking, they'll go into the tank, come out and they're well. One of the stories I heard, which was incredible, was a neo-Nazi guy that had been in prison for a long time, came to one of the meetings, got radically, he was a white supremacist, and got radically born again. And now he's had reckons, he goes into prisons now and, and talks to all different nationalities and race and colour and just, he's got friends. And it just, that's, that's the gospel, right? And so the, the point I want to make this morning is that this house would be a house that, yes, we'll have teaching. Yes, I believe in the power of the word. I believe in good doctrines. I believe in all of those things. And the elders do. We all do. We, we want to have good teaching. And I don't think it's void of that. I think God can move in good teaching. And I think God can move in home groups. It's not away with that. It's, it's that as well. But we need him to walk into the room and change lives. 
Otherwise, it's just religion. And I don't personally know, maybe there's great formulas that people have cultivated in their journey with the Lord, and that's amazing. But there is something about hunger and a pursuit and passion that I think the Lord is attracted to. I'm not talking about hype. I think anyone that's been here more than two weeks knows we don't care about that. You can see by our great light production show that we've got behind us. Um, But Jesus felt power come out of his cloak. He was so aware of the presence of God that he knew when the power of God left his body. Peter in Acts 10.44, he says, As he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on all the people that were there. It's because I know people, I've preached this to people like, the Holy Spirit's in us, Liam. He doesn't, he doesn't like leave us. I'm like, yeah, I know that. I, I totally get that. But he's also, a Holy Spirit is a person. He's God on earth. He's God on earth. And he, he tangibly moves. And that's why Jesus says, if you see this, say to them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto thee. Say the kingdom of God has come near. There is a tangible reality. Who's been in a meeting where you're like, Everyone in the room's like, oh, Jesus just walked in the room. You just know, yeah, a few of you, yeah. I've also been in meetings where I'm like, I think Jesus just left the room. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, but I, I, wanted, I want us to do that. So if we could get the worship team back up, this is what I want us to do. I want us to spend just the next 15, 20 minutes that we would just seek, he says, seek first my kingdom and his righteousness. I know then it says all things will get added, but I'd like to just say, can we just take that out for a moment and can we just seek his kingdom and his righteousness with no agenda? That we're, we're not seeking him to get something, we're seeking him because it's who he is. He's worthy of our response and our praise. And that, that, you know, I shared last week or the week before, whenever it was, it, that you can train. You can train in this. You know, I know when I started praying in my private time, five minutes was like, oh my lord, like, wow, we have to spend five minutes with God, <laughs> and then that increased to twenty. And then it's now, it's, you know, it doesn't matter. And it's not about the time, but it's about, it's about becoming aware of the presence and the person of Jesus and so aware of that reality and that realm that we would actually make this house a place where we say, Jesus, come and reside. Come into every corner, every you know, every part of the pantry, the oven, <laughs> the coffee machine. <laughs> come, and, come and live in every element of my life. Let your presence come and reside. Now, I love what Chris Valentin says. He says, why do we put more value, more value, not... Right, why do we put more value on a book that the early church didn't have Versus the Holy Spirit that they did have. 
They wrote the thing. They wrote it. They didn't have it. So when he says, my Holy Spirit will come and teach you all things, it lit- that literally happened. <laughs> and, you know, I love, I love in our society that and men, we, sh- we pursue the bride. That's, I, think that's, I think that's beautiful. And I think Jesus pursues his bride. He's the one that pursues him. But as the bride... If we're constantly got our religion and our systems, but we never make room for just intimacy with the husband, then we're never going to grow in intimacy and we're never going to grow in awareness of his presence. We're always going to just have our religion. I'm not articulating that super well, but... I just want, I want us to go on this journey as a church where like Israel in David's day, they camped around the presence of God. They camped around the person of Jesus. They didn't camp around just a good theology or a good sermon, which is important and we need it. But they camped around a person. They camped around the presence of Jesus. And that this house would be a house where we camp around the presence of Jesus person of the Holy Spirit and we actually say Holy Spirit come come and reside come and live in this place come and live may this be a house why don't we just stand why don't, may this be a house where the person of Holy Spirit we actually give you permission God to come anything that is not of you anything that may have just been a good idea may have been a Martha moment where we're like we need to do good works and we need to make, you know, sandwiches that Jesus didn't want. Whatever it is, we just repent of that. We repent of that right now and we just want to sit at your feet. We want to sit at your feet because we want to choose the better portion, Jesus. And as we know, Holy Spirit, you're the one that pursues us. You're the one that chases us down. You're the one that comes after us. You're the one that runs after the lost. You seek, you leave the 99 to run after the loss. We know that. But as, as, your bride, as your bride, Lord, we want to respond with an amen. We want to respond in hunger. We want to respond of, hey, God, I want more of you. I want more of your presence. I just say this. This, is, this will be my last thing, and then we are going to just worship. When I, um, when I was on a plane, I was 21, yeah, I was 21. And I was on a plane and I knew the Lord was calling me back from playing soccer to back here. And John, I used to be, I used to be an okay player back in the day when I got a friend here that play, I play soccer with on Saturdays. <laughs> and, uh, I said, God, I will give you the rest of my life if you make everything in this book become reality. I'll give you the rest of my life to pursue the one thing of your presence. 
I don't want to be, I don't want to, I knew he was calling me to ministry and I was like, God, I, I want everything in this book to become real. I want to see the, the sick healed, the lame walk. I, I, I don't want religion. I want your presence. I want your presence of God to walk into a room and change lives. I want the priestly tent that it talks about in Chronicles where all the priests fall down. I want it all. I, don't, I want the, we need the good works, we need the good sermons, we need the good services. All of those things are good, but without the presence of God, they are just mere religion. And we're not seeking a sign, we're seeking your face. And let's just be real, church. This country right now, this region, Melbourne, Victoria, needs not just more good churches, they need a radical, radical, radical move of God, where the presence of God, where people would say from all over, all, and, and I want it to happen in every church, I, we, I know we're not just the only church in our state, I want this to happen in every church. But like Evan Roberts and like these great Catherine Kuhlman, it says of Catherine Kuhlman that secular people would know when she walked into a building. Secular people would say, oh, Catherine's just walked into the building. Not because she's special, but because she's made room in her life for the presence of God to rest and reside. And so how would that look? That's one woman of God possessed by God. What would it look like for a hundred to be possessed by God? Not just one, not just the special individuals, but a whole community of people where we would actually see a transformation of a city. Yes, Lord. So let's just hunger. I want us just, there's no agenda this morning other than just to seek his face, go after his presence, and we'll just be led by him.